0: Over the past uh, 15 or so years, or more than that, of my adult life, uh, I've made at least an annual retreat every year, and so, uh, and then sometimes more during seminary. So of the 20 or so retreats I've gone on, uh, every time you, you come out of a retreat feeling pumped up and, and newly energized to uh, pursue some new aspect of the spiritual life, to uh, to grow in a particular virtue and to to change some habit or way of life, and I admit that in just about all of these retreats I've gone on, and you know, new resolutions I've made and and uh, new energy felt coming out of them, uh, I've almost always fallen back to old ways. Uh, there's never been a sort of um, instantly transformative moment, maybe maybe two or three retreats. But most of the time, the transformation that happens following some special moment uh, is happens over the long term. Very rarely do we see like a instantaneous uh, transformation of something relating to our lifestyle uh, or even our interior. And I'm um, I think that's safe to say that's probably the same for all of us. In fact, it's well known that uh, every, every New Year, uh, everybody makes New Year's resolutions. Most people don't keep their New Year's resolutions. It usually falls apart within a few weeks after New Year's. And that makes perfect sense if we more deeply understand our fallen human nature. Why is that? Why is that, that it's so hard to, to make an instantaneous change in our lives as opposed to something that, that, that happens over the long term? And the answer, the answer is very simple. It's because of the attachments that lie on our heart. A change in lifestyle requires a change of heart, not just a new intellectual grasping of of a situation or even of the necessity to do something, but to see long-term change requires a change of our heart. Because we're talking about virtue and vice. Virtue is a habit, a habitual way of acting that is formed over time in a completely analogous way to muscles that we build up from working out. And so if you've not been working out, and you can't lift a hundred pounds, no amount of intense workout is gonna allow you to lift a hundred pounds in three days. You can't go from that instantaneously. It's gonna take concerted efforts over weeks and months to be able to build the muscle to do that. And that's just what virtue does. And it takes away vice, and it helps us to overcome attachments that those inclinations uh, on our hearts. And that's just what's happening in the gospel today. We have the famous parable of the rich man and Lazarus. And the rich man uh, is, this gospel reading is uh, by some seen as an image of of purgatory in heaven. The poor man uh, is in heaven and uh, the rich man who did not adequately serve, the poor man in this life, is receiving punishment for his sins. And he's begging Abraham to, to come back to earth to, to warn his brothers that they don't do likewise. And Jesus' response is very insightful. And he says, they haven't listened uh, so far to all the prophets in the scripture they, they, they probably even know intellectually that what they're doing is wrong and that's not going to change their hearts. They need a change of heart, a heart that is open to truly, in their case, serving the poor. But it can be any vice or attachment. And so their problem, their impediment to repentance according to Jesus, these are the the brothers of the rich man, was not some lack of knowledge or an intellectual objection. They could very well have known intellectually uh, what was right and wrong, uh, but it was an attachment to their riches and wealth. And this could be an attachment to anything in life. It could be an attachment to to pleasure, to any material goods, to to glory and fame, uh, to uh, particular relationships, anything anything that's going to pass away when we die. uh, That attachment can draw us away from acting with proper charity. And so... Why didn't he just come down and, and change their minds right away? Yes, there, there are extraordinary grace-filled moments in life when God does change hearts instantaneously, when he heals our hearts of some uh, aspect of, of brokenness. And that has hopefully happened to all of us, maybe at least once or twice in life. But that is not the ordinary mode of growth in the spiritual life and growth in charity. Because charity too is a virtue. And so growing in charity requires detaching from the things that hold us back, overcoming vice and persisting in growing in charity bit by bit over our entire life. And so it's helpful for us to recall the very succinct and good definition in the Catechism about what really is virtue. And it tells us that a virtue is a habitual and firm disposition to do the good. Habitual and firm. Because it's not easy. It's not easy to be charitable all the time. And furthermore, the Catechism tells us that the human virtues, that is, prudence, justice, fortitude, temperance, and all the other specific virtues that flow from that, can be purified and elevated by divine grace. The Catechism says the virtuous man not only performs the virtues, but is happy to practice them. And that gets to a deeper reality of true charity. You can give to the poor, for example, begrudgingly or to look good. And so maybe on the surface, it's an externally good action. But if you're not happy to do it, then it's not really charity or it's certainly not meritorious. And furthermore, the Catechism reminds us It says that it is not easy for us, we're wounded by sin to maintain moral balance. Christ's gift of salvation offers us the grace necessary to persevere in the pursuit of virtues. Everyone should always ask for this grace of light and strength. Frequent the sacraments, cooperate with the Holy Spirit and follow his calls to love what is good and shun evil. And so growing in charity and in virtue and just in general preparing our souls for salvation requires persistence and perseverance. We can't rely on just a an one-time instantaneous change to change our hearts. So if we ever catch ourselves saying, uh, if only God would blank in my life or in someone else's life, that's a wrong way of thinking because God is always offering us all the grace we need to grow in charity and he's offering us all the opportunities we need for conversion of heart. And so that perfection of charity doesn't happen in one moment. It takes that lifetime of persistence in pursuing virtue and cooperating with grace. Thanks for listening to Within the Walls of St. Paul's Sunday Homilies. Please be sure to like us on Facebook and consider supporting us by visiting stpaulsharvardsquare.org. That's stpaulsharvardsquare.org. God bless and see you next time.